Gibson swings and a fly ball to deep right field. This is going to be a home run. Unbelievable. A home run for Gibson. And the Dodgers have won the game 5-4. to four. I don't believe what I just saw. I don't believe what I just saw. The line down the left field line for a base hit. Here comes Joy. Here is Junior to third base. They're going to wave him in. The throw to the plate will be late. The Mariners are going to play for the American League Championship. I don't believe it. It just continues. My, oh, my. A little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove and throw to Rizzo. It's in time. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. The Cubs come pouring out of the dugout. Jumping up and down like a bunch of delirious 10-year-olds. The Cubs have done it. Puckett swings and hits a blast. Deep left center, way back, way back. It's gone. The Twins count in a seventh game. Touch them all, Kirby Puckett. Touch them all, Kirby Puckett. And the Twins have won this game. Four to three on a dramatic home run by Kirby Puckett. And welcome, welcome one and all, hot takes, hot stove, my gosh, our top story, Amos is back, it's the 2021 second edition of the Hot Takes Corner, welcome back. Yay, I have heat again, I'm, I'm he here. He is heat, he is heated. Sorry I had to miss the opening episode of the season, but you and Maddie held the fort down very well, so thank yes. you Maddie, very yes, much. Thanks Maddie, thank you Maddie. He... At times can really be great at that. Huh? That's awesome. Well, even though there's been an official announcement made regarding the first day of pitchers and catchers reporting their spring training as February 17 approaches, there uh, likely are many other official decisions to be made that'll only happen until enough times pass to better quantify herd immunity of the uh, virus. So Amos, looking for all intents and purposes, the pressure is now on for Commissioner Manfred to put his money where his mouth is, get this 162-game juggernaut figured out. Yeah, and there's just so much back and forth when it comes to, um, you know, are we going to have a season? Are we not going to have a season? I believe all indications are going to lead to that we will have a season uh, based on the ideas that Major League Baseball has put out there, such as pod seating, COVID testing sites, or, you know, people getting, or uh, I'm sorry, yeah, you know, stadiums being used to both administer the vaccine and to test people for COVID. Um, you know, pod seating, limited capacity, of course, stuff like that that we've seen in the NFL. And it's probably going to happen uh, unless something that we get to here in a second really, really puts a uh, notch or uh, breaks the gear, if you will. Oh, I know. So many unknowns yet. And we're just days away. So it's kind of like, OK. But anyway, good to have you back. Uh, our actual our actual top story, our actual top story, though, published uh, Tuesday in the Athletic by Alex Coffey. Uh, of course, I got a copy of that. You don't, but we do have some uh, wonderful other sources and one that you looked up too. Uh, we're going to come from uh, people with direct knowledge uh, of this is January 13th Zoom meeting between Cactus League Executive Director Bridget Binchbacher and a number of representatives to Maricopa County, Arizona communities. They're saying members of that portion of Major League Baseball's Coronavirus Prevention Task Force remain open to any delay desired in Arizona for the start of spring training following a letter that had surfaced. It had been circulated Monday morning, signed by Binsbacher. Uh, Amos, uh, looking over that letter, any thoughts you want to share on this? I don't know. I think possible coercion by MLB management. By the way, they're vehemently denying requesting the letter. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Uh, oh, boy. Um, I, I would like to think – the first thing I think of when I read this letter is – Maybe we need to have a backup plan, uh, you know, because now you're going from what was it, a 60 game season back to 162 games, and with you know these extra strains of the vac or of the uh, the COVID uh, flu or COVID uh, virus, sorry, not the flu, but the COVID virus that you've been seeing everywhere, you know, maybe Major League Baseball is thinking, well, let's have a backup plan, you know, let's ding, let's dangle the 
you know, the possibility of postponing or not postponing, but delaying the opening start, which is of right now of us recording on January 30th, there is no delay. Uh, they are expecting right. pitchers and catchers to report. Um, I think there needs to be some things addressed besides Arizona. Um, but, you know, long story short, you know, they had the situation in the NFL where they couldn't play any games in California. So are they going to allow baseball to happen in California, you know, with, and, you know, looking over this letter, like we said, it seems like it's more of a local or like a statewide problem instead of a major league baseball. You know, you've got the signature from the, the, from mayors from the city of Mesa, Scottsdale, surprise, Glensdale, you know, I think there's six or seven different, mayors yeah. on here with a sign with a signature so obviously they've read this no signature from rob manfred of course which you know you well yeah you know. because it's intended to go to him obviously but right. like you say you you don't hear is it's kind of like the the dark room thing and it's, it's just i don't know it's kind of unsettling to, to me at least i don't think rob manfred's gonna skip out on two straight seasons uh way too much money has been lost in Major League Baseball. And maybe we are at a stage where we can slowly start to open things back up. But yeah. boy, do we have to tread lightly. I mean, that's that's the question. It's like, is it is it just this fear that they don't want to admit because of, you know, whether it be political reasons or whatnot? You know, I don't know. Who knows? But, man, we got, we're ticking down the, the days. We're just going to keep watching our watches, I guess, and <laughs> hope the 17th comes and, and we're... Uh, we're there when people are reporting and stuff. Bring on the baseball. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll quote again from the article. Sources stated to either Coffee or article contributors, Ken Rosenthal or Evan Jolik, that Binsbacher, Cactus League director, denying any communications with MLB Cactus League owners or any lobbyists that might represent those owners. So just another disclaimer for you there as we exit that topic. Yeah, I don't buy that, but okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, heat up the hot stove, Shelby. Dude, the stove is on fire right now. Good Lord. Nolan gotta... Arenado, you dropped this bombshell on me. What was it? Last night? God, was it middle afternoon? I don't know when it was, but it was crazy. Nolan Arenado, the Cardinals, what in the world? Yeah, so um, the Cardinal, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit last season, how Nolan Arenado has been frustrated with the Rockies, as he should be. Uh, I used to be on the on the side of... It's like, oh, look, man, you got your extension. Just play the game, you know. But now I can see where he's coming from for sure. He's been frustrated in Colorado for a while. And if you remember last year as well in the off, I believe it was the offseason. Maybe it was before the deadline. They talked about a Cardinals-Rockies swap for Arenado right. and the Hall of Prospects, which didn't happen. Well, now it's happened. Nolan Arenado going to the Cardinals for... Now, I'm going to put a little bit of an asterisk on this because at the point of recording here, I'm not seeing the names of the prospects. There are names being thrown out, but they're saying possibles. Oh, so, really? Okay. Um, it seems like the most common one and the most recognizable name is a left-handed pitcher, Gomber, uh, which he did pitch in the bigs, uh, I believe it was 2019. He wasn't that bad either. I'm trying to find his name. I think it's... Um, Adam Gomber? Now I can't find his name. Might be but, Austin Gomber, I want to say, but I could be wrong too. But somebody somebody will correct, and that's fine. Yeah. But um, I'll be honest here. Uh, I've never heard of these other prospects. <laughs> so mm -hmm. some people on Twitter have taken to say, like, boy, the Rockies just gave Arenado away, uh, which I don't think is completely true. But, yeah, so some stipulations with this trade, uh, which – also, another asterisk at the point of this recording, even though the trade is pretty much done, it still needs to be approved by the players' union and the commish. So mm -hmm. yeah. uh, chances are it will be. I'm not saying it won't be, but you know, just something to hang your head on a little keep bit. Keep in mind. Keep it in yeah, mind. Yep. Keep it in mind. Um, so about this trade, obviously the Rockies sending Nolan Arenado to the cards. Also uh, <laughs> giving about $50 million in cash <laughs> to the Cardinals as well. Talk about giving money away. And the Cardinals are giving the equivalent of a six-year, $150 million deal for Arenado. 
that'll be the rest of the contract. Um, two extra interesting parts of this, because at first it was reported one way, and then Ken Rosenthal reported it the other way. And oh, geez. Yeah, well, I, I'll say this. I trust Ken Rosenthal a lot more than these other sources, because okay. not only has he said it on Twitter, but he's also said it on MLB Network. Oh, wow, you know, you yeah. You can find it on the website, so I'm pretty sure it's true. Uh, the caveats are... Um, Number one, despite Nolan Arenado having a no-trade clause with the Rockies, it was first reported that that no-trade clause was going to go away. Uh, however, that's been reversed. He still has his no-trade clause. Mm -hmm. uh, the most interesting part of the trade is he has an opt-out clause after right. this season. Mm -hmm. But now it's reported that he's going to get another opt-out option after 2022. So, mm -hmm. I mean, look, if if you want to have two opt-outs, that's fine. I don't know who negotiated that, but you're going to be with – you're 29 years old. You're going to be with the Cardinals for the next six years, you know, minimum slash max. I uh, – I just hope he doesn't bring, which he shouldn't, but he should. I hope he doesn't bring that attitude, and that's going to put a lot of pressure on the Cardinals to perform because yeah. now they know what Arenado is going to be like. And mm. I'm not holding it against Arenado. He's here to win. He's one of the best players in the game, whether people like it or not. And he wants to be a champion, and the Rockies did not do that, and they're still not doing that. So good trade for the Cardinals. It could be the NL Central clincher in a way, depending on how the pitching holds up but saying you won the nl central is not really a crowning <laughs> achievement <laughs> these days yeah <laughs> yeah so all right well let's move on jameson tyan how did this one hit uh, the pirates just keep dealing them away new york yankees yeah how about those new york yankees uh losing masahiro tanaka which was reported today going back to japan for a couple seasons which he said he'll be back afterwards so the yankees need a new pitcher to fill in that spot. And while it's not guaranteed he will, he's still a pretty darn good one. Trading for Jamison Tyon, the Yankees send four prospects to the Pittsburgh resetters, uh, Pirates, sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, pitcher Miguel Yahor, uh, center fielder Kanan Smith, boy, I hope I'm saying these names right, shortstop Michael Escato, and pitcher Rosny Contreras. So never heard of any of those guys, but in case you want to look them up, there's their names. Uh, but yeah, it really it really shows what the Yankees are looking to do, uh, which I don't even know what that pitching staff looks like anymore. But it's <laughs> <laughs> not out. But, but still, a really good year, <laughs> really good trade. Uh, Tyon being twenty nine years old, he didn't pitch last year, I believe, because he was hurt. Uh, in twenty nineteen, he went two and three with a four ERA, only seven games though. So. Uh, this could be a nice change of scenery for him, or he's not going to do very well. It's hard to say, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, kind of a under the under the table kind of deal in a way. But Yankees looking to shore up that rotation with Mister Tyon, so good trade though. Yeah, well, on the Pirates side, General Manager Ben Changing's now acquired fourteen prospects from the trades that they've been making. You know, you're including Joe Musgrove and Josh Bell. In about a month period. I keep forgetting he went to the Nats. But <laughs> I don't know. I, it's crazy. Tyon should be happy he's not a pirate anymore. I'm sorry. I'm just. Yeah. Look, if you're a pirate fan, I'm going to say something that's going to offend you. Okay. Your team doesn't want to win. Your ownership doesn't want you to win. Hey, you like Cabrian Hayes? I hope you enjoy him for the next five seasons because he's going to be gone after that. So. Yeah. yeah. Kings are going. That's for sure. Uh, speaking of Yankees, Adam Adovino went to the Red Sox. What'd you think of that? Now, what was that that stat that they were talking about? Where this is the first time the Yankees and Red Sox have made a trade since there was a certain. Time. Yeah, it's kind of like that whole you know we've been enemies for so long thing. <laughs> it's it's been a while. God, what is it the nineties? I want to say, but I didn't. I'm glad you mentioned it, but I don't. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, Ottavino going to said Red Sox. Uh, now, I know the Yankees did replace Ottavino. I believe they signed Aaron Loop. Uh, I will double-check that source. But, um, yeah, I I guess a good trade. I mean, maybe it's, it's really easy to say that this could have been a salary dump as well. Mm -hmm. But 
you know, the Red Sox looking to at least be halfway decent this year. So, well, I guess I'll fast forward and then we can erase or I'll erase this uh, fact that they signed Darren O'Day to kind of be his replacement. That's <laughs> you know? it, Darren O'Day. Bring him in for Gal. It was just a little bit of money less, I think, is what they saved, if if I remember correctly. But yeah, kind of wacky. Sorry, uh, the Mets. The Mets got Aaron Loop, not the Yankees. Oh, okay, my bad. What is New York? New York. Stephen Matz went to the Toronto Blue Jays from the Mets. Mets are, you know, still being the Mets. I mean, it looked like they were going to be clearing room maybe to get this Trevor Bauer and all this rumors going around about Bauer. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, the whole Robin Hood thing blows up and Stephen Cohen is like losing hand or a fist of money and having to flee Twitter and all this stuff. And <laughs> and you're thinking, well, maybe now he, they just screw themselves and they're not going to get Bauer. And I'm like, what the world is going on? Yeah, Bauer could be a – I'm trying That's to find – yeah, I mean, the Blue Jays, man, I love what the Blue Jays and Mets are doing in general. Like, they're just going for it. You know, you might as well. <laughs> I mean, the Blue Jays understand that the Yankees are – I actually wouldn't call them slightly weaker, but they definitely have more question marks. The Red Sox going to have question marks. You know, the the Rays are probably going to be good. I don't know how good, uh, even if they're playoff, but – I mean, with the Blue Jays making all these big signings and trades, they're going for it, and as they should. So, JT Realmuto has eclipsed Joe Mars' average annual record catcher contract, Amos, by a hundred grand or so, and uh, the the Phillies, in addition, get Didi Gregorius today. Right, that was a two-year, twenty-eight million dollar deal. Um, kind of anticlimactic because some people were like, "Is the Gregorius going to sign with anyone or what?" You know. <laughs> Lo and behold, he goes back to the Phillies. Probably a good thing for them. So I double check that salary here. Yeah, two years, twenty-eight million dollar. So uh, good update. I mean, good, good. Key addition of the Phillies is they look again to be above mediocre this year, which has been probably one of the biggest disappointments, you know, in Major League Baseball over the last couple of seasons, I think. So, yeah, meanwhile, you get five years, $115.5 million for the uh, Real Muto signing. Mainstay catcher. Got to have that pitching, and they just don't have it. So, <laughs> that hitting is great, but. Gotta have some pitching with it, and I just don't think that they're going to. Uh, they just don't have it besides Nola, really. So, hey, I was hoping my twins were gonna win the sweepstakes for Marcus Simeon, um, but he signed with the Jays, Amos. Going back to the yeah, going to the Blue Jays, I should say, man. I, one year, eighteen million dollars. Good mm. deal with the Blue Jays. Great shortstop. Good defensively. Good with the bat, and. You just gonna smush him in there with all those nice hitting rookies and or not young rookies, guys, but right. uh, definitely young guys. And man, I tell you, a lot of lot of hope for the Blue Jays this year, and I hope they don't hope they don't folly on that. It's so. just too bad his name doesn't involve the letter B in the first or last, because he could be you know with the Killer Bees, Bichette and Biggio. <laughs> they could call him Marcus B. Mark, yeah, you're the Marcus a little B. nickname. <laughs> Mark B. Simeon. I don't know. And I mean, I've heard other people talking that I really, I was trying to get verification from Ray earlier, but would there be a candidate to like move to first for Vlad besides Valdez? Because I mean, it, it kind of throws Vigio off the mix. Does it not now? Because I mean, there's third base, I suppose. That you got to hunker down with, but who takes? I mean, it's just kind of confusing to me now. Who's going to fit where in Toronto? I, I just, I just would like to think that Vlad's eventually going to slide to first. You know, I know there's people yeah. saying it's not going to happen, but if you maybe they're making this signing for flexibility reasons, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
you know, it's not really a big deal considering what the Blue Jays have been throwing around. I mean, an $18 million deal to Simeon, I mean, he's definitely good defensively. You could slide him in near the top of the lineup, and I wouldn't put him in the power spot necessarily, but he would be a good two-hole hitter, maybe a nine-hitter. I mean, I know that's Mm -hmm. insulting to say, but, I mean, you could put him in the nine spot to lead off for that top half of the lineup. Yeah, true. And uh, I just lost my train of thought here. Choo-choo. (laughs) <laughs> but it was basically gonna, you know, put it to the effect that they've with this flexibility you mentioned, they could maybe float another trade. I don't know. What do you think? I wonder if the Blue Jays are done. I'm I'm with you there. I I, I really I really don't know if pitching done right. Don't you think pitching? That's they want what you more? would think. Yeah, that's what you would think they would go with. I mean, they did address part of their issues by getting Stephen Matz. You know, his stats didn't look great last year or the year beforehand. But I, I just think that I, I don't think I, I used to think the Blue Jays were going to get Bauer, but I just don't know if that's going to happen now. Mm-hmm. At this yeah. rate, I don't know if anybody's going to get Bauer because it's <laughs> not accepting anything. Much. Probably yeah. as he shouldn't, but um. That's what happens when you overhype your amount. But I just, uh, yeah, you think pitch, and there's a lot of decent pitchers that you can use for rotation spots still out there that would be on a cheap deal. So maybe they're they're purposely spending this much money on offense, knowing that they can get a good bat or a decent back end of the rotation on the cheap. Good take, and uh, I honestly have to wonder where Nate Pearson is going to end up now that they have their closer in Kirby Gates, and it's it's kind of an interesting mix. Look out for those Jays, man! I just I just really want them to be as good as they're looking. Yeah. Well, my twins, I'm I'm strutting a little f- feather here. Uh, they have signed awesome defender mm-hmm. Andrel- Andrelton Simmons. I'm. Hoping he can hold it together at the plate. He's, he has done streaky things with the Angels, though. I'm, I'm kind of excited. I'm hoping he stays healthy. Right. <laughs> guys. I really want him to stay healthy. Uh, if you haven't watched Anderton Simmons play, which anyone in baseball knows who that is, you know who Simba is. You know, he did not kill his father. But mm-hmm. you know who Simba is. I mean, he go watch his highlights. He's like the Nolan Arenado of shortstops. <laughs> I mean the best way to put it he's very heads up he's very smart he knows how to kind of mess with that runner at second base at times and i think it's a sneaky good signing by your twins i do meanwhile uh didn't resign rosario wanted to save money he ends up with the uh, cleveland indians yeah uh i guess to fill in once again i'm calling it as a, a money saver here you know they trade francisco lindor to the mets now you need another shortstop um and that would be Rosario. So now you have Rosario, and they actually re-signed. Or actually, I don't know if it's re-signed or I'll just say signed. They did sign Cesar Hernandez as well. Mm-hmm. So now you've got part of your infield or most of your infield mostly set back up. But I think the Indians are hitting a small reset button. I mean, for sure they're hitting a small reset button, but they don't have to completely blow it up because of that pitching core is still there. Now they did lose Brad hand at the back end of that bullpen. So, so yeah, I mean, good signing by them. Good signing. I mean, Rosario, you, you know a lot more about Rosario than I do. Funky looking uh, batting stance, (laughs) but man, he can hit, he can hit zone and he could very well be the cleanup guy there. I'm thinking. What he had 30 home runs last year. Uh, 2019. 19 yeah i think somewhere around there i I can have keep numbers in my head like you (laughs) a couple former twins catchers alex avia signs with the nats meanwhile my guy wilson ramos from a long time ago as a twin signed with the uh, detroit tigers yeah i'm very confused on what the tigers are doing but um (laughs) you know i guess with the cubs getting austin romine you kind of need someone to come in there and be older and wiser and that would be you know, Ramos definitely fits that bill, and I mean that in a respectful manner. But, man, are the Tigers just turning into, like, the old man team in a way? I mean, <laughs> you got to look at what they got on the roster. A lot of good-looking prospects, but Miggy, now you've got Ramos. <laughs> now you've – I just – That's a good thought. 
That's a good thought. It's like the old meet the young when the Detroit Tigers assemble on the field. You don't have any happy mediums. <laughs> now, a good thing about Ramos going to those Tigers is, you know, if they do, if we do see the likes of Casey Mize this year, you know, you have that nice rookie with that great catcher that Ramos is. So maybe that could be, in a way, they signed him, yes, for defense and, you know, just to fill a spot, but they also signed him to help get these pitchers looking better if you know what i'm saying but yeah you're not gonna throw out uh gary sanchez he's not that great of a catcher so (laughs) well amos you seemed a little uh surprised at the amount and years or something you can explain yourself uh with tommy listella signing with the giants as i was surprised that rosario went to the indians instead of the brewers (laughs) thank god he went to the indians instead of the brewers i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) Brewers haven't yeah. done anything all, all season. Let's keep it that way. Yeah, yeah Tommy Lestella and the, and the Giants, he was, you were saying. Yeah, uh, man, I tell you what, he's probably one of the most underrated free agents out there right now. I cannot believe more people didn't go for Tommy Lestella. But yeah, the Giants, I'm looking for his money right now, but they did sign him to a three-year deal with the Giants. So now, now you've got a nice-looking hitter, Probably going to be your leadoff guy, I'm guessing, in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could bat him in front of Yastrzemski, who would look very good. You could put Buster Posey there. Uh, yeah, it's just, man, I wish the Cubs would have had him back, you know, but I get it. Good for Listella. He's finally got him some proper comfort in probably one of the most beautiful ballparks in the MLB. So good for Mr. 3 a.m. because it'll be 3 a.m. here watching him play. So. <laughs> West Coast, baby. Well, we talked about Tanaka going back to Japan. Uh, your Cubs making some signings. Jock Peterson. No, that's and, fake. In my, in my former Twins prospect and Orioles pitcher in 2020, Cole Stewart. Yeah, once again, the Cubs really going with the low-risk, high-reward type players. Um, the Jock Peterson one really surprised me until you look at and I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but basically long story short, a Jock Peterson is fitting to be Schwarbert's replacement who had way better numbers as Schwarber did, but they're going to be paying him $3 million less. Right. Um, now the only blemish with Peterson and they covered this on MLB network. Um, I think the numbers were he's, he, you know, they talk about how much, he does well against righties, against lefties, I believe. And part of that is, if I've got this number correctly, he's had about 1,500 at-bats against righties. Can you can you take a wild stab at how many at-bats he's had against lefties in his career? Well, and in such a versatile lineup as the Dodgers have, I'm sure they barely trotted him out against him. 400. Wow. Then, you know, that's a big swing there. So the question is, Will the Cubs use him against lefties more? Because that was the criticism with Hayward when they signed him, in a way. He wasn't much of a hitter, but he was really bad against lefties. Um, on the bright side, Jock's pretty good defensively. So now you've got a solid outfield with Ian Happ in center, Hayward in right, and Jock in left. You know, I miss Schwarber. I'm going to miss the Schwarber bombs. But I think if you were going to replace Schwarber on a cheaper scale, this is the right way to do it. Because I believe it's $7 million they signed him for. So. And then as far as is Cole Stewart, have you had an opportunity to, ch- to check him out since the signing? Uh, I'll tell you what. I, I've been a bad fan. I have not looked into him. I have looked at a lot of Twitter comments well, about him, and no one let me tell you, <laughs> Let me tell you this. I, I really hope he's kept his command because that's what kept him in a lot of ball games. I mean, again, with the twins, he really didn't have a lot of major league experience. I'm honestly maybe seven games, but unfortunately, you know, he kind of looks to me like he's a slightly less talented professor, Kyle Hendricks with a below average fastball. He's got a great sinker slider combo though. So that's, that's the upside for you, but his curveball and his changeups are pretty, pretty shaky. So you kind of, well, you I mean, you got a hit or miss type of guy. It's going to be interesting to me. If that's the case, then that just feeds into my theory on what the Cubs are doing with that rotation, that they're not relying on speed. They're relying on movement. 
you know, hence getting Zach Davies, hence keeping Kyle Hendricks, hence getting Cole Stewart, you know, and now Trevor Williams, you know, who's kind of the same way, you know. Yeah. Oh. Meanwhile, Carl Edwards Jr., former Cub, then uh, went to the West Coast and floundered a little bit with a couple teams. He now has a minor league deal with the Braves. You think he's going to be able to crack them? I think he'll make some appearances, but then again, I guess it depends on who the Braves go after with or go after from this day on. You know, if they have any more big plans. Obviously, losing O'Day would make me think that Carl Edwards will get in that spot, um, but it's just hard to say. You never know what these teams are going to do now. So, and then finally, uh, both of us kind of uh, jumped jumped out at this one. Uh, Jordan Yamamoto of the Marlins. Mm-hmm. He's DFA'd. Because of their Anthony Bass signing last week, you know, is he going to pass through these ten day waivers? I really don't think he will. What do you think? If he does, he's going to be picked up by a team. I wish that he'll probably wish he wasn't a part of, <laughs> you know, like the Pirates, like the Rockies, uh, you know, Orioles or something. Maybe Orioles. I mean, he might pass through it, but I'm with you. I think he'll get picked up by somebody. <laughs> The Hot Takes Corner Podcast is seeking to help other streamers by freely promoting their product content. Our new anchor format has allowed segmentation for the first time, and in order for it to flow the most smooth, we'd like to use breaks and your time in the show. We'll accept anything from a 10-second tease to a one-minute spot that can either be produced and submitted by yourself, or you may work with our brilliant production team in order to properly promote what you wish us to. Thank you for your consideration into what we believe will benefit all. Okay, well, the kid, the kid, let him play, says the kid. And so he is, Amos. The commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred, announced the MLB has named Hall of Famer Ken Griffey Jr., their senior advisor to the commissioner. He's going to consult on a number of issues, and his special emphasis, of course, is baseball operations and the youth. He's an ambassador. Can you think of a better one? Nope. (laughs) Nope. Uh, No, not at all, actually. I really can't. I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, you got the kid that, or you know, I'm going to call him the kid because that's what he is. I mean, he's an old man now, but he's still the kid, and... You know, he's got good word everywhere in Major League Baseball. So who better to recruit kids and teach them about the game and get them involved? The youth, the youth movement in Griffey. How can you go wrong? Really? Honestly, it's going to be great. Can't wait to see what he does. And a lot of people are kind of crediting uh, old Theo Epstein for uh, getting going on that, too. That was kind of interesting to see. He just needs to hurry up and be the new commissioner. Right. <laughs> Get him in there. Have him do it. Well, Trevor Bauer kind of... Uh, I don't have my Trevor Bauer to... alarm ready. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> kind of tries to keep relevant, uh, doesn't he? It's uh, it's kind of sad in, in some ways, but an interesting tweet by the Next Level Baseball... And I quote, players as talented as Bauer and others are going to make it to the big leagues if they were coached by Donald Duck, saying that driveline or anyone else is the reason a big leaguer is a big leaguer is ridiculous. First, your response, Amos. We'll get to more. Are you goofy? (laughs) (laughs) Pluto? No, He's right. I mean, players are talented as Trevor Bauer, which I I think we can agree despite his wise-ass attitude. You know, he is one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball, and he could have. I mean, I think he would have been where he is now no matter who was teaching him, whether it was Donald Duck, which would have been great to see. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, no, I I think that's a pretty good – pretty good – comparison if you will <laughs> i mean he comes back later in the in the tweet thread next level i don't think any true baseball person would argue the fact bowers on a different planet when it comes to work ethic and preparation he says the purpose of the post simply stating that bowers created the lion's share of his own success with mm-hmm. work ethic sacrifice and preparation you know take it take it away from driveline i guess is kind of his point i, I suppose but 
Interesting nonetheless, you know. I mean, I know Bauer's response was in here somewhere. I don't know if you saw it, but <laughs> he's just kind of like, Drive Light is awesome. Yeah. And it was like, well, yeah, you kind of got to keep promoting him, you know. <laughs> you're getting was, your guys. I was looking for it, but I can't find it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find it anyway. Anyway, go check out the tweet. Maybe I'll tweet it out on hot takes. Uh, Amos, no expanded playoffs or universal DH. How'd you take that news? Like it? Don't like it? Both of it? None of it? Why? Uh, man, I'm I'm okay. I'll start with the uh, the uh, spending playoffs. Yeah, we don't need it. Um, right. I mean, it's nice to see like these teams that were close. Like you know, it was nice to see the Marlins in the playoffs. You know, good little measuring sure. stick. But it says yeah, for what it was though, didn't it? Sixty games. Yeah, and uh, overall, yeah, I'm 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 kind of okay with it not going. You know, with it uh, going back to the way it is when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, yeah, 162 games, man. You, you're saying to me, you know, I finish 82 and 80. I deserve a playoff spot if, say, you know, seven other teams have better records. I mean, come on. Absolutely. You've had 162 to decide. Yeah. Uh, okay, Universal DH part of it. What did you think there? I'm 50 50, man. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> part of me was really hoping it would be back. But I'm not really upset that it's not, you know. Yeah. It's just the National League's just going to start falling behind again, and that's just how Major League Baseball wants it. So if they want yeah, the National League to be the weaker of the league, then whatever. <laughs> and I understand that part of it, too. And I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of torn on the whole thing of, you know, you got to go from the youth to the majors, you know, and a progression. And, you know, what about if I see the next Jacob deGrom shortstop come in? I think he's a pitcher, but now I can't bat him because I'm in the National League. You know, I don't know. It's it's really hard to say in the, in the long scheme of things, but, you know, the traditionals can cry and all that sort of thing, too. But I really, I really love the strategy. I'm, just, I'm such a strategic nut. But I love the the double switches and the moving the pitchers around the lineup stuff. And ah, it's it, it's a hard it is a hard subject when you see such great things happen in, in the sixty game season with the DH. But I'm just going to stick with the whole thing the way it is. I guess that's fine. Okay, uh, another possibility during the ongoing collective bargaining will be banning the shift. Where are where are you on that? By the way, oh. again, we're, let's revisit this. No, let's let's just let's just ban left-handed hitters while we're at it. No, leave the game alone. No, don't don't be for banning the. Sh- if you're for banning the shift, then I'm sure you put water in your cereal instead of milk or something, or you like <laughs> pineapples on pizza. You know, I just uh, I don't understand where this talk is coming from. We've seen there's literally a compilation out there of players bunting to beat the shift. Learn how to do that. Learn how to do that. Learn how to adjust your swings. You know, learn learn to hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's. I think that sums it up perfectly. Learn to hit. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I don't know how how many jokes we've seen about this, but uh, an empty hall. Amos, an empty hall of fame this year. If you listen how do you feel carefully. About it? If you listen carefully, you can hear two things. You can hear crickets, and you can hear the triggered rage of people online behind their keyboards. <laughs> On their mechanical keyboards, right? Just just going. There we go. We just we just summed up the sounds of people everywhere. <laughs> Fourteen blank. Votes fourteen blank votes. Man, now that's a shame. Uh, I I I understand why people are upset though. You know, this is the Hall of Fame voting. You think at least one person would get in, which I think Schilling was very very close to get again. Um, and I'm going to go wrong. I'm I'm going to go down a, a whole different road here in, in a minute. And bear with me, everybody. Bear with me. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be good. Get your popcorn and uh, just hear what your master Amish has to say. Uh, but no, no, I mean, in a way that is bad for the sport. Uh, you know, it, there were some good names on there. 
You know, there was a lot of good names on there. Um, I'm not so in and out about the Hall of Fame voting as some people do. Like, some people are. Like, it's probably one of my weak spots when it comes to baseball. But after seeing this, there needs to be an overhaul. There needs to be a new way that it it gets done. It's kind of shameful to say that with all these names that were on there, nobody got in, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. including, as you said, 14 blank. If the, if you're not going to vote, just don't be a part of it, <laughs> you know. Pass it up. Maybe there will be a pass along program or something if people don't want to vote. Oh, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll get to someone who was very furious about it, but, you know. The Hall of Lame this year, apparently. All right, this is the letter to the Hall of Fame by Kurt Schilling. And uh, to be fair, I will offer my partner in the podcast, Amos, to uh, respawn uh, once again for next week. But uh, this week it was just too long to read and then... Uh, response type thing and at any rate it's kind of controversial so we'll see if this goes anywhere but here it is kurt writes hey guys couple things first off i'm not sure i can express my level of gratitude and sincere appreciation at the graciousness kindness and desire on all your parts to help me navigate this process i can say at this point i'm mentally done i know math and i know trends and i know i will not attain the 75 percent threshold for induction As I've stated often over the past years to those I've spoken with in my heart, I am at peace. Nothing. Zero. None of the claims being made by any of the writers hold merit. In my 22 years playing professional baseball in the most culturally diverse locker rooms and sports, I've never said or acted in any capacity other than being a good teammate. I've certainly been exposed to racism and sexism and homophobia as it's part of who human beings are. I played with and talked with gay teammates. I played with wife beaters, adulterers, assaulted drug addicts, and alcoholics. I've never hit a woman, driven drunk, done drugs, PEDs or otherwise, assaulted anyone, or committed any sort of crime. But I'm now somehow in a conversation with two men who cheated, and instead of being accountable, they chose to destroy others' lives to protect their lie. I will always have one thing they will forever chase, a legacy. Whatever mine is as a player, it will be the truth and one I earned for better or worse. Having said all that, the media has created a Kurt Schilling that does not and has never existed. It's one of the things that has allowed me to sleep at night. Not an ounce of that is to absolve myself of sin. Lord knows I've committed my share and will do so again. Never malicious, never to willfully or intentionally hurt another person. I was 100% accountable and still am. Even the thought of responding to claims of Nazi or racist or any other term so watered down and rendered meaningless by spineless cowards who have never met me makes me ill. In modern times, responding to such drivel somehow validates the claim. My love of this country has always been worn on my sleeve. My desire to do the right thing and be a good person has driven most of my life choices. I stood at my locker 400 plus times after my starts and took every question and answered honestly. Those people who stood there asking the questions know what they are claiming is untrue. Yet they quote, requote, and link to one another story after story that began as lies and grew into bigger ones. The game has made it clear it does not want me back, and that's fine. The game owes me exactly nothing. It gave a billion more times than it took, and I'll forever be deeply in debt, deeply in debt to it. My desire to work with and teach young men the art of pitching will be tucked away. But as I watched my wife battle cancer and go through the grueling, soul-crushing process of chemotherapy and see her hurt every time some idiot writes another hit piece linking to other hit pieces, none rooted in any sort of truth, but rather story after story of what he meant was and what he's saying is, and that's a dog whistle for, all the while providing zero actual acts or quotes of the claims being made, I can't help but to go deep into deep conversations with my father. Never live your life trying to impress people you don't know or who don't know you and what that means in today's world. Being an Aspie is allowed to flow like water off a duck's back. But to see the hurt I'm causing my wife and to have my children read and hear this stuff and then look at me and try and match a public image and that no way aligns with the man their father is has been something I never considered. 
I do not and never will scoreboard the cowards, but if I'm not mistaken, only Jamie Moyer and I swept the humanitarian awards players can win. Awards meant to define who the true man is apart from the player. These same writers voted on those awards. Do those awards in 22 years absent of a single validating event to support their claims define me? Or does a what-he-meant-to-say tweet? Based on the vote and the pike of dung authored by morally decrepit men like Dan Shaughnessy, it's the latter. I cannot and will not say or do anything to possibly soften a weak-willed man's opinion of me if it is not something I believe, just or not. I've chosen Arizona as the team I would have represented if I had been inducted, even though I heard someone there is calling for the D-backs front office to meet should the induction happen. I'll stand with that decision as I know Mr. Kendrick to be honorable and kind man. Should that change, it most certainly would be the Phillies. What Mr. Henry and Mr. Warner did to my family and I in the final year has been forgiven, but will never be forgotten. One thing this text certifies is that I talk way too much, but I know I was never a yes-no-answer guy. I apologize for the insane length of this, but I guess I needed an outlet and I sure as hell don't want to dump any of this on a woman who ended her third chemo and provides the reasons I eat, sleep, and breathe every day. Why the text? If by some miracle this would happen, I have zero interest in taking questions from the very group who lined up to destroy my character with no regard to anyone in my life or being held to account for their lies. I would and will talk with the guys in the MLB network if you want that, but no one else. I wanted to reiterate this final point. I will not participate in the final year of voting. I am requesting to be removed from the ballot. I'll defer to the Veterans Committee and men whose opinions actually matter and who are in a position to actually judge a player. I don't think I'm a Hall of Famer as I've often stated, but if former players think I am, then I would accept that honor. Again, I won't be able to thank you for your kindness and sincere interest in this process as it pertains to me. I'll be forever grateful. God bless you all again, and one more time, a final thank you for all your efforts to help my family and I. Hey, did you get a chance to see Bob Nightingale's uh, Latroy Hawkins for the Hall of Fame thing? Unfortunately, I did not get a chance to read that. My apologies. 164 public and anonymous votes identified. No one casting a vote for Hawkins, of course. He says, the reason is back in 1993, Reggie Jackson elected in the hall. Then he had Phil Necro, Orlando Cepeda, Tony Perez, Ron Santo, and Joe Torre later to uh, join him. And five players didn't receive a single vote. And that year, Hal McRae didn't make it. And according to Nightingale McRae, you know, great clubhouse leader, you know, he became, you know, a manager. At that time, he was ineligible to vote for the Hall of Fame because he didn't, you know, have enough years of baseball writing. So he said, if time ever comes again, when someone that means that much to me, no matter how much his numbers look on a ballot, I'm going to vote for him. Well, guess what? Latroy Hawkins. And he goes through this whole thing about how, you know, he's pitched for all these different teams. He's the 10th most all-time uh, in appearances, most by the black pitcher in history without, you know, certain attributes of a career, yada, yada, yada. And it was just a fascinating article. And going on to talk about guys like, you know, Patrick Mahomes, who he's a godfather to because of obviously his father and the twins and all that. So anyway, check I that out. It, I, guess, I guess it goes back to the whole the voting needs to be overhauled situation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about this? What did you think about the Kevin Biggio 159 major league games? He has 112 walks, 24 homers has scored 107 runs. He's grounded into only two double plays and he's 20 for 20 stealing Amos. Well, that's doomed to fail. Now he just jinxed it. Now he's going to strike out every <laughs> three at bats. He's never going to steal another bag again. And he's going to ground. He's going to lead the league in double plays. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's very impressive. That really is. It's very impressive. And in the Tampa Stadium, what was the deal with the Tampa Stadium? Uh, allegedly, they laid out some groundwork for... Uh, because, you know, if one stadium doesn't work in Tampa, let's just scrap it and build a complete new one. Um, St. Petersburg released proposals to redevelop the 86-anchor Tropicana Field site. Um, most interesting thing to me is that it's an open field 
mm, yeah. according to these layouts here. And it's so close to the water, mm. I wonder if it's going to have some uh, weather problems. Oh, I see. Yeah. I know. It looks great, though. They can right. get that to work. Yeah, and with the... That's the uh, things I keep hearing when voters squawk down there. Obviously, I keep my ear close because of Buccaneers news, and then the Tampa stuff drifts through and the sports page, and I'm just kind of like, okay, well, <laughs> fans down there just maybe don't support the Rays, I guess. They don't. I, I think this year will be the year we find out. Because so many people complaining, oh, I can't go to baseball games. Why can't I go to baseball games? Well, if we have a full season with limited capacity, here you go. There you go. Your chance for a ticket right there. You mentioned your Rays made it to the... They actually made it World Series. Oh, yeah, that World Series. See, look, there would have been nobody there anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for uh, our close... We're going to close things down. Our mailbag segments, we want your uh, participation. Or don't. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Feel free to message us on our Twitter or... Man, I forgot what we have. We're we're everywhere. I mean, you could just leave a comment under your respective Reach into the air and go... You could do that. You could go outside your window and scream it, and hopefully the echoes will carry to one of us. Um, (laughs) You could do that, or you know, you could just message us on Twitter. Probably the easiest way to do it would be that. But um, yeah, we look forward to hearing from people. Uh, You know, we're getting back into the swing of things here. Maybe some live shows every now and then, but yeah, feel free to contact us. So. All right. I don't know if I'll get to Buzzsprout this week, but you can check out Buzzsprout, www.buzzsprout.com slash 787199. Next week, it's Super Bowl week, Amos. Super Bowl. That's what you make fudge in, isn't it? <laughs> it's a lot of marshmallows, a lot of nuts. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely be a Buccaneer fan. That's yeah. Do I insert insert official joke here? (laughs) (laughs) Are you asking me who I think is going to win? We can decide next Saturday if we if we're going to have another one. Nobody's going to win. It's going to end in a tie. Oh my God! The first Super Bowl tie of all time. (laughs) Fourteen overtimes. Tom Brady will be dead on the field. Drew Brees is laughing in the stands. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I have been Amish. I am that guy, Amos. Goodbye, Vellum. Hot takes out. (laughs)